Hello everyone. Hey, Pastor Terry here. Welcome to our midweek Bible study. Hey, uh, tonight I want to talk to you about an interesting subject. It's thumbs and big toes. Thumbs and big toes. Uh, now, that's an interesting subject, and you're probably wondering, now where is he going with this? But I think if you'll listen here, it'll be a blessing to you. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, that uh, it says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So if, if, if we're ignorant of the devil's devices, he's going to be able to take advantage of us. So what I want to do tonight is talk to you about one of the devil's devices so that you'll be aware of it and uh, he won't be able to take advantage of you. And it has to do with thumbs and big toes. Uh, and, and to give you uh, what I'm talking about, let's go to Judges chapter 1. Notice in verse 4, the Bible says that Judah went up and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites in, into their hand, into the hand of the people of God, and they killed 10,000 men at Bezek. And they found Adonai Bezek. Now, he was an evil king. They found Adonai Bezek in Bezek and fought against him, and they defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And now watch this. Adonai Bezek fled. This evil king fled from the people of God. They pursued him and caught him and cut off his thumbs and big toes. And Adonai Bezek said, he said, 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off used to gather scraps from under my table. As I have done, so God has repaid me. Then they brought him to Jerusalem and there he died. Now notice what Adonai Bezek, who's a type of the devil, notice what he did to these kings. He cut off their thumbs and big toes. And uh, as a result, they find themselves sitting under his table eating his scraps. And, and remember, Adonai Bezek is a type of the devil. And we're talking about the devil's devices here this evening. And, and so the question is, why did Adonai Bezek cut off their thumbs and big toes? Well, think about it. Without the, these kings that he did this to, without their thumbs, it was impossible for them to use their swords. And without their big toes, it was impossible for them to maintain their balance and, 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 and make a stand against Adonai Bezek. And so that's why he had their thumbs and their big toes cut off. And you know, the devil's doing the same thing, the same device on God's people today. And remember, the Bible says that uh, someone who is a child of God through faith in Christ Jesus is is a king and a priest unto God. So so we're kings unto God, and guess what the devil's trying to do to you and me? The same thing Adonai Bezek did to these kings that we just read about. <clears throat> the devil's trying to cut off our thumbs and big toes. And 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 when I say that now, I'm talking about spiritually speaking. Now Adonai Bezek, he had th these kings. He had their, literally, their, their physical, from their physical body, their thumbs and big toes cut off. Okay, they couldn't handle their swords. They couldn't keep balance and, and make a stand against him. And they're under his table eating scraps. Uh, 
But, uh, but what I'm talking about here tonight is spiritually speaking. So you need to understand that. The devil's trying to cut off the children of God's spiritual thumbs and big toes. And, uh, and, and it, it's very simple. Uh, the reason that he wants to cut off our thumbs and big toes is so, you know, the Bible says that the uh, word of God is the sword of the spirit. And so if the devil can cut off our spiritual thumbs, we won't be able to handle the word of God as we should. And then if the, if the devil cuts off our big toes, we're not going to be able to make the stand for God that we should, and we're not going to be able to stand against the devil as we should. So it's important that we understand this device about the devil, uh, the devil uses against us. He's after our spiritual thumbs and our spiritual big toes. And again, the reason is, is that without our spiritual thumbs, we won't be able to handle the word of God as we should, okay, which is the sword of the spirit. And without our spiritual big toes, we won't be able to maintain balance and, and, and keep a stand for God nor a stand against the devil. Now, uh, let, let me just talk a little bit about thumbs and then we'll talk about big toes. But uh, again, just think about it. You know, if you don't have, if you don't have thumbs, it's hard to grab a hold of things. I mean, you know, you couldn't really grab hold of a sword without your thumbs. Uh, you know, you just couldn't. And so uh, that's why the devil's after our thumbs, so that we can't handle the word of God. And think about, think about it, how important the word of God is. I mean, let me just kind of read from my notes here. Uh, the word of God produces faith. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible says that that the word of God, the Bible, is, uh, is, is our, is our spiritual food and our water. Jesus said, you'll not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And the Bible talks about the church, you know, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ being cleansed with the washing of water by the word. So you see, the word of God is so important because it produces faith. Without faith, you're not able to please God. You're not able to receive from God. Without faith, you, you know, you won't, you won't be fed spiritually properly. You won't be able to stay, uh, spiritually clean as you should as a Christian. Uh, you know, I, I think about, uh, without, think about your thumbs. If you didn't have your thumbs, it, it'd be hard to eat, eat with your knife and your fork and spoon, wouldn't it? And, 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 and without thumbs, it'd be real hard to use the, the soap in the shower to get yourself clean. You know, see how important thumbs are. They're very important. And the devil wants to cut off our spiritual thumbs so that we can't handle the word of God. And so it'll affect, it will affect the faith level in our life. It'll affect our spiritual diet. It'll, it'll affect us, uh, you know, in the area of, of staying, you know, uh, 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 clean as we should before the Lord in our daily lives. Uh, the Bible says that the word of God, the, you know, carries the anointing. And uh, you, I mean, we've been talking about the anointing on Sunday mornings, how important it is. It's the power of God that causes us to, you know, to be delivered from the devil's power and to, to walk free of, of, of the devil's power. 
you know? So you can see why the devil wants to cut off our spiritual thumbs. He wants to get that word, the word of God, out of our lives so we can't handle it properly. The word of God brings guidance, you know? The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And, uh, you know, we could go on and on. The word of God is so important. And so the devil wants to get us in a position where we can't handle the word of God properly, you know, so that we won't have faith in our life, that we won't have spiritual food and water, that we won't have the anointing of God, the power of God in our life. We won't, we won't have guidance. We won't know what to do or when to do it and those sorts of things. See, that's why the devil, see, I don't want you to be ignorant of these things. I don't want the devil to take advantage of you, but what he's trying to do is cut off your spiritual thumbs so that you can't handle the word of God. And then you wind up sitting under his table eating scraps. You know, I don't want anybody sitting under the devil's table eating his scraps. So that's why this message is very important. Now, with that being said, uh, the question would be, well, well, Pastor Terry, how does the devil cut off, spiritually speaking, our thumbs, our thumbs, you know, and our big toes. And, and now I'm talking about thumbs. We'll say a little bit more about toes here in a minute, but, but this, this could apply to, <clears throat> to the thumbs primarily, but toes also. It's Mark chapter four, verses 14 to 19. How does the devil cut off our thumbs? How does he, spiritual thumbs? How does he do it? Well, here in the parable of the sower in Mark four, 14, Jesus said the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and uh, takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So you see, the devil's after that word. He wants the word of God to not be prevalent in your life. And uh, now, now on this particular point, I need to say this. If you read, it's either Matthew's account or Luke's account of the parable of the sower Jesus brings out a little further here what he what he's really saying here. When someone hears the word of God and they don't pay attention to it, then the devil can steal it. And so uh, this one here, uh, and I need to I want to tell this to you. You need to realize it. See if you hear the word of God like this message here tonight. If you just listen to it and you don't ever ponder it, think further about it, you know uh, uh, that sort of thing, then the devil can steal it immediately from you. Okay, so so it's important that when you hear the word of God, you pay full attention to it, you know, and, and keep it before you and make an effort to understand what it is the Lord's saying. If you'll do that, then the devil can't steal it. But but you see, the devil, he, he comes immediately. He, he, he wants to, to cut those spiritual thumbs off so you can't handle the word of God. So he comes immediately, takes away the word. See, now you can stop him from that if you'll just pay attention to the word and give it first place in your life, but let's read on here. And likewise, the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word of God, receive it with gladness immediately. They have no root in themselves, endure only for a time afterward when tribulation or persecution arises. For the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Well, there you have it, stumble. Uh, one of the uh, Bible versions says, immediately they're offended. Or stumble. See what the devil will do is when you hear the word of God, and you, you know, you you pay attention to it. So he can't steal it. So now you're going to do what the word says. You're gonna you're gonna you, you make a decision to 
to, to do something for the Lord, <clears throat> then the devil's going to come and hit you with tribulation or persecution. What's he trying to do? He's trying to cut off your spiritual thumbs, your spiritual big toes. And he does that with tribulation. <clears throat> he does it with persecution. That's what he'll do. And, and, and in the Bible, Jesus said here, said immediately they stumble or they become offended and then stumble. So you need to realize that when uh, tribulation or persecution, you know, hits your life after you've made a decision to serve God or do something for the Lord, you need to realize, hey, that's just the devil coming to try to cut off my spiritual thumbs and my big toes. And you need to recognize it for what it is when, when tribulation, persecution comes in your life. It's just the devil, as I said, trying to cut those thumbs and toes off, okay? Uh, but see, a lot of people don't realize that. And, and they, they'll, a lot of times, when a person makes a decision to, to serve God and then this tribulation, persecution arises, they, they become offended and then, and, and then they stumble. And the devil's successful in cutting off their thumbs, big toes, and then, and then they wind up sitting under the devil's table eating scraps. And then as we read on here, then Jesus says, these are the ones sown among thorns. Uh, they hear the word and watch this, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Now let's, let's talk about this just a little bit. The cares of this world. You know, there's a lot of cares in this world. You need to recognize them for what they are. They're, they're a means by which the devil wants to cut off your thumbs and big toes. The deceitfulness of riches. Again, there's nothing wrong with having money. It's wrong when money has you. You know how you can tell if money has you? Is if when God asks you to give it away, you can't do it. Now, I didn't say when a preacher asks you to give it away. I said when God in your private time with him praying and he he speaks to your heart to give a certain offering to his work and you can't do it or won't do it then money's got you see god wants you to have money he just don't want money to have you but nonetheless deceitfulness of riches cares of this world deceitfulness of riches seems like everybody's after money 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 Again, nothing wrong with having money. God wants us to have have money. And he takes pleasure at the prosperity of his servants, but he doesn't want money to have us. And the desires for other things. See, these, these three areas, they can enter in and notice what they can do. They can choke the word. They can choke the word. They can cut your spiritual thumbs and, and toes off, big toes off, so to speak. And then that word, then you can't handle the word as you should. And uh, and notice, once the word is choked, the Bible says it becomes unfruitful, but actually the translation here, he becomes unfruitful. Who's the he? The hearer of the word. So, see, you hear the word of God. Now, if you don't pay any attention to it, I mean, you're no threat to the devil. He'll just come steal it right away and that's the end of it. But if you pay attention to it, and you begin to live by the word, you begin to do what the word of God says, then here comes the tribulation and the persecution that the devil brings. What's he after? He's trying to cut your thumbs and, and big toes off. 
You know, we've been talking about that. And then after that, we got the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things, entering in, choke the word. So the devil then cuts your thumbs off, big toes off, okay, through these things here. And, uh, and the word is choked. And then you become unfruitful. And then you wind up sitting under the devil's table eating his scraps. So let's don't be ignorant of these things. Let's know what the devil's after. He's after your thumbs and your big toes. Ultimately, he's after the word of God. And ultimately, he has you where you can't handle the word. You can't handle the sword of the spirit. And you're under his table eating his scraps. Now, let me say a, a little bit about the big toes here. How does he, how does the devil get our, get our spiritual big toes, if you will? How does he do that? Uh, well, there's two things I would say about that where, where we need to be watchful in our lives is, uh, uh, the devil likes to drive people to extremes in one ditch on one side of the road or the other. He likes to drive people to extremes. You know, I've watched this, I've, I've observed this in people over the years, and I, I have to watch it in my life myself, about being balanced. See, if you don't have your big toes, you're not going to be able to, to stand and balance yourself, okay? And, 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 you know, the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore, you know, and, uh, uh, if you don't have big toes, just in the natural, you don't have big toes, you're not going to be able to stand. And if you do, if you can stand, you're not, you're going to have terrible balance. And so the devil, what he tries to do, one of his devices to get our big toes is he tries to get us out of balance on things. And, and like I said, I've seen people struggle, Christians struggle with being balanced in their lives. Uh, I, I, I've struggled with it over the years. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you. Uh, you know, I think about for, for 50 years of my life, uh, you know, uh, I, I was on, I, I was in the ditch on one side of the road, undisciplined in my diet and exercise. I just, just, you know, ate, ate whatever. If it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't nailed down to the table, I'd eat it, you know, so to speak. Never exercised to any degree. And when I was a kid, I played tennis, but you know, that's exercise, but, but, uh, you know, once I became an adult, very little. I still play tennis, but very little exercise. And any calories I burned up on the tennis court, I made up for it when I went to the White Castle or McDonald's afterwards. So, uh, but I, but I was in the ditch on one side of the road, never never eating right or exercising. Then, when I turned fifty, I, I started eating right and exercising, and I got in the ditch on the other side of the road. <laughs> and, and and you know, I I mean. Uh, let's talk about chocolate chip cookies. My wife, she makes the best chocolate chip cookies. Used to be she'd make a batch of those and I'd eat, you know, I, I'm not kidding. I'd eat eight or 10 of them, maybe more. We'll see how about a balance. That's too many. Uh, but, but then it got to the point where I wouldn't eat any, none, zero, zip. And not even, I mean, I would eat. <laughs> I walked by the counter and I, you know, would pinch my nose, so to speak, didn't even want to smell them. Wouldn't, wouldn't eat any. And, uh, 
you know, that's out of balance on the other side. There's nothing wrong with eating a couple of chocolate chip cookies. Now, everybody out there say amen to that. I mean, but see, but I got in the ditch on the other side where I wouldn't, wouldn't eat any. Or like exercising, you know, I, I, you know, I got to the point where and I'm still dealing with this. You know, I run six miles a day, no matter what, you know, I got to run that six miles and, you know, <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, Sometimes, you know, I'm out there running and my wife has had to come out and pick me up because, you know, it's start lightning. Well, you shouldn't be out there when it's lightning, but I have to get, you know, and, and you shouldn't be. And she comes and gets me and because I should, you know, but, but I've got to get that run in, you know, and then I come in and finish it on the treadmill. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a day off or a couple of days off or whatever. See, but you see how easy it is to get out of balance. You know, we don't need to eat, eat two dozen chocolate chips, but there's nothing wrong with having a couple of cookies, you know, exercise, you know, run most days, six miles, whatever it is, you know, I'm talking about me now. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I miss a day here or there, but see what the devil tries to do, he tries to get us in the ditch on one side of the road or the other, you know, uh, you know, and, and I could give different examples, but, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, well, here we just talked about it, alluded to it a moment ago, like like uh, the money, the money thing, you know, uh, and the offerings and the money not having you. And, and you know, uh, well, the ditch on one side of the road is if you serve God, you're supposed to be broke. Well, that that's not in line with the Bible. And then the ditch on the other side of the road, if the devil can't get you in that ditch where he's kept most of the church for millennia, then... You know, he'll get you in the other side, on the ditch on the other side, which kind of is where we're at in, in the land right now with all this hyper prosperity. I believe in prosperity. I'm very prosperous, but it's this hyper prosperity stuff where, you know, everybody, you know, they ought to have a, uh, you know, a jet and, a, and, and Rolex watches and, and, you know, big mansions and that sort of thing. Well, I, I, I you know, that, that's, see, that's in the ditch on the other side. See, the devil just, he's after our big toes. How does he do it? By getting us out of balance. You see, so we, we can't take a stand for God or a stand against the, the devil, see? That's one of his devices. And the way he does it, he gets us out of whack, out of balance, on one side of the road or the other. Uh, you know, uh, we could use, I could use any number of, of examples, uh, you know, uh, Here's here's an example, uh, you know, like like right now, the teaching of grace is is a a a very uh, uh, prominent uh, subject, or it has been in the last years. And you know, uh, one one uh, position on grace is that uh, you know we're saved by grace, which we are, so we can live any way we want. Well, that's a ditch. That's a bad ditch to be in, but some people actually you know, teach that, that, you know, well, we're saved by grace through faith, which we are in the Lord Jesus Christ, so we can live just however we want. Well, that's wrong. That's in the ditch. That's wrong. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul answered that. He said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, certainly not. But see, that, that's what the devil will try to do. Get the church out of balance. We're, well, we're saved by grace through faith so we can live however we want. And then if he can't get you in that ditch, then he'll get you in the ditch on the other side where, where you get to the point where, 
you know, that, that if, if, if you're not living completely pristine, holy all the time, you know, and, 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 and if you're not just absolutely perfect, then, then, then you're going to go to hell. You know, and, and that's not right. You know, and then that becomes, then that be, that niche over there becomes a, a works salvation, which, which is wrong. But you see, I'm trying to show you how the devil goes after our spiritual big toes. How he tries to get us out of whack and get us in one ditch or the other. And re- remember this, the devil don't care which ditch you're in. He just wants you in a ditch. He wants you, let me say it another way. He wants you out of balance. So, so these are ways that he goes after us and what he's doing, he's cutting off our big toes so we don't have balance. We're, we're out of balance on one side or on the other. And, you know, uh, as a result, you know, we can't make a stand for God. We can't make a stand against the devil. You know, we're talking about money. Let's talk about like working versus tithing and giving. You know, the Bible teaches that uh, we're supposed to be tithers and givers. But that same Bible also teaches us that we're supposed to be hard workers and budgeters. Budgeting is not a bad word. But see, like among the hyper-prosperity teaching, ask yourself, if you've listened to it at all, how often do those hyper-prosperity people, how often do they talk about having a good job and working hard and budgeting? You don't hear much, if anything, about that. They're talking about give, 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 give all the time. See, but, but see, balance. We need to understand that, that we work hard. We, uh, we, we budget. We, we, we put God first. We tithe. We give offerings as God directs. We save. You know, you, you see, that's balance. But what the devil tries to do, he tries to get us out of balance, and, and he'll, he'll he, he he don't care which ditch you're in, you know he he get people Christians in the ditch over here, where uh you know they're 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 working 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 and, and they don't ever tie they don't ever give offerings, see that that's not aligned with the word of God, and then if you won't be in that ditch, the devil will try to bring you all the way over to the other side of the road and get you in a ditch where. You know, you, you know, you're, you're, and I've seen some people that they listen to hyper, they listen to the hyper prosperity teaching. I, I know of, of one fellow, he quit his job and he said, I'm just gonna just, you know, what money I have here, I'm gonna just give it all to these ministers over here and just believe God to, you know, send the money, send money to me in the mail. Now, you see, that's in the ditch on the other side. But see, the devil's, a, he's a ditch driver. And he does it by, he, he, that's, he cuts off our spiritual big toes, gets us out of balance so that we're on in one ditch or the other. So let's be aware of that and let's stay balanced. Let, like on this, this example I just gave you, you know, let's work hard. Let's, uh, let, let's keep God first. Let's be tithers and givers, but let's also be bal- uh, budgeters and uh, savers. We need to have savings accounts and good investments and all of that. You understand? See the balance there? But if you won't stay balanced, then, then you won't be able to make a stand for God. And you wind up under the devil's table eating his scraps. So, uh, so we need to stay in balance. And then another thing I wanted to, to talk to you about is is a lukewarmness. 
are a nonchalantness, are a lackadaisicalness. That's something else the devil uh, tries to do, is he tries to get us to be lukewarm. Okay? And uh, think about it. When you're lukewarm, <clears throat> you're neither hot or cold. You're lukewarm, nonchalant, you know, when if he can get you in that state, then then you're not able. You're, I mean, you're not taking a stand for anything. And, uh, and, and and I mean, we need to realize that that we should watch becoming lukewarm. Something every Christian really needs to watch. <clears throat> you know, in the book of Revelation, I believe it's the last church mentioned in chapter. Chapter 2, there's seven churches mentioned, but the last one mentioned had a problem with lukewarmness. Jesus said, you're not hot, you're not cold. He said, I wish you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Well, that's that's not a good place to be. And, and, and people that are lukewarm, you know, won't, they can't, they won't take a stand for anything. And so the devil, he goes after our big toes by trying to make us lukewarm. And uh, thus we're not taking a stand for anything. Thus we're not a threat to him. And so, you know, I, I, I as a, a, as a Christian and certainly as a minister, I, I've watched myself over the years and, and I do my very best to keep lukewarmness out of my life because I know that when I when I see that creeping in, I know it's just the devil. He's coming after my spiritual big toes. He wants to get me where where uh, you know I, I, I I'm not a, I'm not taking a stand for anything, and that and that's not a good place to be. You wind up under his table eating his scraps. So let's always be sure that we're taking a stand for something. You know, one uh, 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 person said years ago, and it's 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 a great it's a great quote. Uh, somebody said, I don't remember who it was, but somebody said, if, if, if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for anything. Think about that. If we don't stand for something, we'll fall for anything. And, uh, now I tell you what, I've made a decision. I, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand for the Bible. I'm going to stand for the Bible. The Bible is the holy written word of God without error. Glory to God. I'm going to take a stand and take a stand on the on on the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take a stand on who Jesus is. He's the matchless second member of the Trinity, the virgin-born Son of God who uh, lived a sinless life, died on Calvary's cross for all mankind. He bore our sins, our sickness and disease. He, he died on that cross, shed his holy blood. He was buried. And on the third day, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was raised from the dead. I'm going to, that's, that's a stand I've taken. Uh, I, I take a stand on salvation, that there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And just as wonderful as heaven is, that's how bad hell is. And the only way to miss hell and make heaven is, is not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by the grace of God, when we repent of our sins and place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
we get born again. We miss hell. We make heaven. I mean, that's a stand I've taken. And that's a stand I'm going to continue on. No lukewarmness at all. Uh, eternal judgment. The Bible talks about, you know, it, that, that there's a judgment coming. And uh, uh, people that don't know Jesus are in big trouble. And, and, and hell, a lot of people don't, a lot of preachers don't want to talk about hell, hell anymore. But hell's real. And somebody said, well, I don't believe in hell. Well, I believe in hell. But whether you believe in it or not, it's still there. It's still there. And... <laughs> It is. This, you say, well, I don't think I believe that. Well, look, the, this Bible says that there's a hell. And, uh, I've taken a stand on that. And, and, and I, and I warn people about it. Don't go there. Don't go there. You know, uh, the, the, the dumbest thing anybody ever did is go to hell. Because you can change your eternal destiny that quick if you'll repent of your sins and receive Jesus as your Savior. But see, the devil's not going to get me lukewarm on any of these things, like the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I've taken a stand for that. Uh, I, I, I believe in, 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 in speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. You know, I believe in that. I believe in the nine gifts of the Spirit as listed in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians. You know, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, I believe in that. I believe in the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. I believe in special faith, uh, the working of miracles and the gifts of healings. I believe in those things. I, you know, I started out believing those things, uh, you know, and I still believe them all these years later. And I, I've taken a stand for these things, you know. Uh, uh, I, 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 I believe in the healing power of God. I'm teaching on on that on Sunday mornings right now. You know, you've come too late to talk me out of healing. I've seen too many people healed, you know, by the power of God. Glory to God. You know, uh, uh, I believe in angels. I believe in demons. I, you know, I believe that those angels that be with us are more than the, than the demons that are with the devil. Glory to God. You know, I believe Jesus is coming again soon. I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe that, 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 that the Lord's going to get us out of here through the rapture. Before things really get bad on the earth, you know, where the Bible says the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will caught up to, to get to be together with them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord and so on and so forth. I believe in that. I do. The Bible says, says, says so. So see, I've taken a stand for these things. I've taken a stand against abortion. I believe abortion is wrong. I've taken a stand, but the Bible teaches that abortion is wrong. I've taken a stand against homosexuality. You know, uh, the Bible says homosexuality is sin. I've taken a stand against it. Notice, I, look, if you're out there and you've had an abortion, God loves you. He loves you. I, I didn't say that, you know, I'm against you. No, no, no. God loves you. He'll forgive you. Your baby, you know, if it was aborted, is with the Lord. So look, listen, I'm talking about about the act of it is wrong. Homosexuality. Look, I, I love homosexuals. God loves homosexuals, absolutely. But 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 see, uh, uh, the, the, it, it you know, I've taken a stand to tell people the truth. The Bible says that homosexuality is wrong. We love the people. We just hate the sin. Why? Because uh, it, it's going to separate them from the Lord. You know. But having, having said that, 
You know, gluttony is a sin also, isn't it? And, and lying and stealing and backbiting and, and, uh, uh, you know, gossiping, that's all sins too. You know, let's be sure we don't, uh, center in on the sexual sins and, and leave these other things out. What am I trying to say? You know, we need to take stands on things because if we don't, then we become lukewarm and, and that's a sign that the devil's cut off your big toes. You understand? You wind up eating scraps from under his table. So anyway, I hope you got something out of this this evening. Again, I was just trying to make you aware of one of the devil's devices. And it's to cut off your uh, spiritual thumbs and your uh, spiritual big toes. So let me just conclude here. Let me. I'm going to read my conclusion so that I conclude properly. Okay, so let me read this here. Uh, so let's be aware of the devil's devices. Uh, let's not allow him to take advantage of us. Let's not allow him to cut off our thumbs and dig toes and wind up eating scraps from underneath his table. But rather let us stand firm, balanced on the word of God. Let us take the sword of the spirit and oh, I, I like this. Let us take the sword of the spirit and cut the devil's thumbs and big toes off. I like that, don't you? Let's, instead of him cutting ours off, let's cut his off. And uh, he, like Adonai Bezak said, you know, as I've done to them, now they've done to me. So the devil's been cutting our thumbs and big toes off over the years. Well, hey, let's, let's, let's not be ignorant of his devices. And take to heart what I've said here tonight, and let's turn the table on the devil. Bless God, and let's cut his thumbs and big toes off, just like Adonai Bezak got his thumbs and big toes cut off. You know, let's do it to the devil, and uh, you know, with the, we do it with the sword of the spirit. You know, glory to God. And uh, you know, I know Jesus defeated the devil when he was raised from the dead. I understand that. But the Bible says the devil still is out there as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Let's be one of those whom's that he can't devour. Let's don't let him cut off our thumbs and big toes, spiritually speaking. Let's take to heart, like I said, what I've taught here tonight. Let's rise up with that word of God. Let, let, let's keep our big toes where they need to be. Glory to God. We'll stand up against the devil. Stand for God. You know, no lukewarmness, stand for God, stay out of the ditches, stand for God, you know, stand against the devil, keeping our thumbs intact, take the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and instead of the devil cutting our thumbs and big toes off and us eating his scraps, uh, let's cut his thumbs and big toes off with the word of God. What do you say? And let him sit under our table and let him and the demons eat our scraps. I like that scenario a lot better. How about you? Glory to God. And so let me just read here. Let's pull up. You know, the Bible says God has prepared a table uh, uh, for us in the presence of our enemies. So let's pull up to that table that he's prepared for us. Like I said, let's let the devil eat our scraps for a while. What do you say? So, hey, I hope you got something out of this tonight. And uh, it's been an honor to teach you. It always is. And hey, don't forget, Pastor Diane will be uh, with you on Wednesday evening. She's doing a great job with the Beatitudes. And then Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, Summit Church, we're going to continue with Jesus's healing crusade. And uh, and then I'll be back here next Wednesday evening with a, with a message for you. So hey, God bless you. And uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, bye-bye.